Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first to listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Locked On Rays. Pretty simple right there. And email us anytime. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever it may be. LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, additionally, if you would like to be a guest co-host of the Locked On Rays podcast or simply want to support what we're doing, uh, check out the website, buymeacoffee.com slash unfiltered. That's buymeacoffee.com slash unfiltered. We'll put the link in our podcast description. Uh, okay, Ulysses, we roll along with our interview series. We promise the listeners we'll be back to you and I uh, getting down to brass tacks, some baseball conversations and topics. So that will be a change of pace uh, I think next week, but hopefully you all have been enjoying the interview series that we've been uh, rolling with the last several weeks or so. And for the rest of this week, we will uh, continue our conversation with Logan Driscoll. And today is part two of that convo with him. Yes. And in this part, he will get into the minor league road trips, what that entails, what people do, how many people are in a bus, how do they sleep, all of those things that we never really get to hear about. Also, as a catcher, we ask him about his uh, relationships with the umpires. What can get you thrown off? What can you say to not get thrown off and still make your point? The catching mentality, what goes in uh, with the relationship with his battery mate. And of course, he's not only a catcher, but he also uh, does a little bit of outfield work. So how to get that outfield uh, perspective uh, fresh, even though he's catching most of the time, he also goes uh, and talks about that. Talks a lot about uh, talks a, about a lot of stuff right there. So, without further ado, part two of our conversation with Logan Driscoll. Hope you enjoy. I, I want to kind of dive in on that because I, I don't think a lot of baseball fans get to hear that minor league experience. Uh, you know, from 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 those guys, from you, from guys like you, right. Logan. So, tell. Okay, you said an eighteen-hour drive. Yeah. What happened? What happens in that bus for those 18 hours? What's the social etiquette of seeing a guy with a sleep mask? Prank, no prank. <laughs> he needs sleep. Let's not do that. What's going on in those 18 hours? Well, for when we were in the Northwest League, we actually, for I think that one trip, we had one bus. So we had like 40 guys on one bus. Uh, I was actually one of the guys that claimed the ground. Uh, I mean, each person has their preference, but I was a ground guy, so I could sprawl out a little bit better instead of trying to be hunched on a seat. Um, but I guess you, once you uh, have two buses, it kind of goes loud people on one bus and then like the sleeper, more serious people on the other bus. And I would say usually I'm on the, the energy bus, so we're having a good time playing cards and all that. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to guess that he was going to be one of the player ones. I, I didn't want to put him on the spot, but I'm, I'm glad he, he told on himself. <laughs> what, the, the card playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to know who the ringleader is of that? Yeah, of course. Police. <laughs> Curtis Mead, Brett Wisely, and Alika. Alika Williams. Perfect. All of them are big card guys. So I think even 
once we were all in Bowling Green together, I think after every game we come back, play cards for a little bit, and then hit the hay. Yeah. I, I'm thinking Texas Hold'em? Um, we have a few games. Uh, we have a game called like 13. Um, so it's like okay. team games kind of, which is good. So it gets really competitive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, what so, is 13? I got to know what this game is. So pretty much you, I think it's called 13. Alika taught it to us. Um, <laughs> but pretty much it's the people sitting across from each other on the same team. Um, and you have to, the next guy has to beat the cards that you put down. Um, okay. So like I could put down two sevens. You would have to put down anything of two that is greater than a seven. Right, right, right. And then it keeps going around. Um, and then like the, the actual twos are like the highest cards. So you can do triples. Uh, four of a kind is a bomb. So you just wipe out everything. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It gets intense. I, I've played this when I did my study abroad. It was just called um, blank. Oh, a curse oh. word? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what okay. we call it. Gotcha, <laughs> but gotcha. 13 is a, is a much be better. better. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we yeah. go. Uh, now, Logan, uh, shifting back to, okay, what Can goes, I just say this? There's a yeah. lot of talent at that card table. There's that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of smooth hands. <laughs> yeah. Curtis yeah, Smith, definitely. Williams, definitely. Yeah, I like Logan that. Logan yourself, it's a lot of talent there. It's very nice. Uh, we had Curtis Mead on the show. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's awesome. He's great. Um, going back to, to what happens on the dirt when you have those cleats, um, obviously as a catcher, this is a, a priority number one to ask, what is the relationship between you and the umpires? Um, what, are, what is that line that it's that uh, unwritten line of like you can say up to here? Right. What, what is that relationship like? And yeah. what's the closest you've gotten to be – Get out of my field, but not quite. Okay. I'm, I've been on the get out of my field a time <laughs> or two, which isn't the best, but uh, right. <laughs> I think everyone has. Uh, I think, I mean, honestly, it's huge to have good relationships with umpires. And I think it honestly goes back to uh, like even having relationships in college. Those guys ended up being some of my short season umpires. And then even this year, I had uh, one guy that I had at Mason in high A this year. So, um, these guys are trying to move, move up with you. Um, they're obviously doing the best they can. So when you can have good relationships with them, they're going to be moving up with you. And, um, I mean, it's just kind of like a compounding effect that if you just develop these relationships over the years, they'll take care of you. You'll take care of them. Um, I think that's a key part, especially when, um, you need those calls or, or things aren't going your way. You might catch a break and that might be the thing that turns it around for you. That's nice. Now, What's something – I know that they don't like to be shown up. So when you do have a guy that's squeezing you and you're like, mm-hmm. dude, come on. It's been four or five innings of constant wrong calling. What can you say that won't get you thrown off? What is completely PG acceptable that they'll take the criticism? What's something you can say to say, hey, come on, man? I mean, usually I, I ask first, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, am I moving the ball too much? Uh, do I need to present it to you a little bit better? Um, things of that nature. And then hopefully the same, ca- the other team's catchers having the same frustrations as me, because then if he's not, then that becomes kind of a problem. But uh, okay. yeah, I mean, you just kind of know the line and try to be respectful, obviously. I mean, that kind of sure. goes across any, any communication, just try to be respectful. 
I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. If I was back there, I'd say, yeah, we got a regular Joe West over here. <laughs> Angel Hernandez yeah. 2.0. What's going on? Oh, no. Yeah. Paul's that'll get you run quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A comparison. I know that would get you run no. off. But the hey, Joe West has been in the game for such a long time. I'm, I'm ten year guy. Ten year yeah. guy. Um, Logan, what do you consider to be the most important aspect of a catcher defensively? I'm sure, I guess they're all important, but what, what's really the one thing if there is that really stands out to you? Like I got to make sure I do this game in and game out. Um, that's a tough question, honestly, because obviously everyone's looking at, Oh, receiving numbers are, are the thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously caught stealing matters and all these other things matter. But I think, Honestly, just having a relationship with your pitchers, obviously that's not a stat or anything like that. Everyone talks about that's what Yachty brings the most to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. Like I think that's the most important thing. It's also your knowledge and your pregame to honestly build that understand your pitchers, and that goes along with the relationship and, and communicating with them to have a game plan, understand how their pitches move, what are their best pitches, because that sets you up to have success too. Um, understanding what your, your pitcher strengths are and all that, it just allows you to kind of – change your setup and, and kind of have a plan for success with each individual guy. I think that's huge because um, you can be off on those other things. Um, but if you have a plan that kind of bails you out, if I'm having a tough day receiving or a tough day throwing, I can kind of change my positioning behind the plate to ch- kind of um, help out with that. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever they may be. Throw out all of the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, <clears throat> maybe me, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. So what do you have to do? You have to go to built.com. You use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your order. So today, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just doesn't make any sense at all. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So be sure to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Is that relationship with your pitchers the most important thing that maybe fans don't understand about 
the catcher's task or is there something else? Um, I just don't think people understand how mentally draining catching is. Yeah, everyone talks about the physical side. Oh, your knees are banged up, but it's almost a 24-hour job. Um, and then you add hitting into that. and How so? How is it a 24-hour job? So pretty much, I mean, the way I do it, and obviously we get our own scout reports, but pretty much I don't do anything after a game. I play the game, play some cards with the boys, and then go to bed and try to get a good night's sleep. But then when I wake up in the morning, I'm usually trying to run scout reports on guys from the previous night, their hitters, and then I have to do the pitchers. So that's also a mix up. Um, and so then you get to the field, you're probably catching pens before a game as well. And then get into the game, you're super locked in. You're pretty much more locked into catching than anything else. Um, trying to, because if you have a bad game, you're honestly probably setting up your pitchers for failure. If you're setting mm-hmm. up your pitchers for failure, then the team might be uh, losing that night. So it's almost, I would say you probably have five hours off of catching a day. Um, but that's why I like playing outfield because I walk over the lineup card. I'm like, sweet. Like I can focus <laughs> on hitting for a day, you know? Uh, so that helps too. Yeah. Uh, we had Jack Lebowski, like we said earlier, and he was talking to us about pitchers meetings as well as Colin Pochet. He also yeah. talked about those pitchers meetings. Now, I have the perspective, we all have the perspective of pitching, thanks to those two guys uh, on the show. Can you give us the catcher's perspective on those meetings? What happens? What's given out? Are there brochures? What's what's going on? Usually, I mean, it honestly depends on where you're at. Um, I think in low A, it was more on me to kind of do my own scout reports and understand the hitters. Then you get to high A, and then you're actually having a meeting with the pitcher, um, the pitching coaches, the manager, everyone's in the room and you're just going down the lineup. Maybe not everyone, but maybe like their, their base runners, the guys that are going to be stealing. Um, and then like they're dangerous hitters, they're hot hitters right now, but it ultimately comes down to, obviously you have a game plan for those hitters, but ultimately comes down to the pitcher's strength. So it's more so looking at that. Where do your strengths fit in against these hitters? Yeah. That's really interesting. So you do your own scouting. How do you do your own scouting? I mean, Fangraphs, Baseball Savant. Really? Like, how do you go about that? Do you have your own baseball, platform? Baseball Savant is awesome. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, it but is. I, we don't have that really going on. We have like at bats, which is like another program. So you just go back through, watch old games and stuff like that. And I actually had a notebook that I would just take with me into the dugout, um, and that was more for my hitting, uh, right? Because I mean, when you're playing the guys six games in a row, you kind of have a mental game plan of how you're pitching them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that was more so for when I'm facing guys maybe once or twice a week. So then especially when you play that first night and you're getting that starter again this, on the sixth day, that, that helps out a lot. Okay. Yeah. How much, you know, as far as like scouting opposing pitchers when you're getting ready to go to the plate, how much does it become a thing of, okay, this is too much information uh, paralysis by over analysis, because once you get into the batter's box, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I can only speak as a golfer and an average one. If that, uh, is when I get to thinking and I'm just thinking about, okay, where are my hands? How, how are my feet? Like I, I've got too many things going I just need to go in and swing and just right. kind of keep it simple, keep it right. simple, stupid in a way. So there's <laughs> yeah. kind of that balance of knowing like, okay, I know, I know what this guy brings to the table, but also I, I don't want to get bogged down by all the, 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 I guess, Minutia. information. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it definitely becomes a thing. I don't think you should really look at the patterns of pitches. Um, 
Maybe you do. Maybe you look at the put away pitch or what got me out the past three times with this guy. Um, if there's a sequence in there that you see is repeating itself, then maybe I start looking for a certain pitch, but it's more so taking notes on my actual swings. And what was I thinking during that swing? Like um, if it's a guy with carry and I was thinking, Oh, uh, try to like lift the ball. It's not going to work because I'm just going to be swinging underneath it. So it's more stuff like that. It's more fastball profiling because honestly in the dugout, we have uh, track man data which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. It tells you like carry run, all that stuff. So you have that knowledge, but it just says, Oh, 20 inches of carry. But what does that carry really look like? Is it really jumping? Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's more so I'm keeping track of that uh, rather than the sequencing, because honestly you have a different catcher back there every night. He probably doesn't think like me. I wish he did. Um, but like when you have this experienced catcher, sometimes you can, you can uh, kind of ca- pick up on some like patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. There might be less football being played, but bet online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all the things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started. That's L O C K E D O N one word L O C K E D O N. And it's not just football. Bet online has basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage. And it's the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. I'm a poker man myself. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play all of your favorite games. It's where the game starts bet online what do you consider to be the toughest type of pitch to hit we know that the high fastball is all the rage and then maybe it's a breaking ball maybe it's a sinker down and in for you what is the pitch that not to give away your scouting report right, right, you know, right. for people right. that might we'll keep you know, it easy we'll keep yeah it but easy. you know what gives you what, he hits them all Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he hits yeah. them all he's a yeah. stud <laughs> we know that but you know just generally i mean talking to other uh, players and so forth, just what's like, man, that, that's a tough pitch. I guess it depends on the pitcher too, but. It depends on the pitcher. Honestly, I think it was an adjustment period this year because like I said, you have the, the iPads, the track man on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 19, you didn't have that. And I don't think a lot of guys were exposed to that type of technology in their training. So you had a lot of carry guys with good fastballs that were thrown down in the zone in 2019. So they weren't pitching to their strengths. Um, yeah or whatever you had a sinker guy that thought he could get up in the zone and it just wasn't playing for him. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the hardest part was getting to this year, year and a half passes guys are just training the whole time. And now you have guys that are actually pitching to their strengths for once. And that was a big adjustment um, in the game. Like it, it seemed like baseball jumped like three, four years. Uh, wow. Wow. In that time, it was just different. You know, you don't have guys that are, of course, everyone in the minors has something going for them, but now they're actually using it to to their advantage. Right, um, so it kicks so, it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 How long does it take to get into a rhythm 
with an uh, with, with with a pitching staff because obviously each guy is going to have their strengths like you say everybody's going to be maybe they need a little bit more amped up maybe they're like dude don't go to the mound so many times right. leave me right. alone how long does it take on average to okay we're in a roll i got you guy pitch a pitch b like how long does that take that relationship honestly it probably takes like two maybe three times to catch them um okay. i mean starters are a lot easier because you're getting out of them each time whereas i might see a reliever once a week um and sure you can catch them in the bullpen but without a hitter in there without seeing how their stuff's actually playing on the field it's a little different um so i would say probably like two or three times catching probably a reliever would would be best yeah but that's one of the hardest things is when i got moved up i'm like oh i don't know because this that was my first move up uh, of yeah. my career so um that was definitely an adjustment is trying to learn a new staff and all that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, are there any um, catchers in the big leagues or any, I guess, former pros, whatever it may be that you kind of lean on uh, for advice and guidance? I didn't know if you are able to chat with Mike Zanino or Francisco Mejia, or maybe there's a guy up in AAA or, or other guys that you've kind of run into that, you know, have, done the the pro catching thing for a long time i didn't know if you have any mentors in that that angle of things honestly not i haven't really gotten to meet many catchers to be honest with you mm-hmm. um obviously i bounce stuff off of like blake hunt and stuff like that who we have a history together um but i haven't really been to obviously big league camp yet so i haven't really been around any big league mm-hmm. catchers and stuff like that but i mean a lot of my information has come from um i guess like the padres kind of introduced me uh to like the new style of catching and all that um but a lot of it is just watching video uh listen to podcasts stuff yeah. like that that actually has helped me a lot with kind of developing my own style of catching and i would imagine that bouncing ideas and thoughts off blake hunt probably goes a long way because that we we interviewed him several yeah, yeah. months ago and he i i see future manager future <laughs> gm yeah, he, future whatever legit. he wants he's, to be on his uh, resume He's definitely legit back there. He's he's got it going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um now following up a little bit, you know, going from, you know, playing catcher then maybe getting a day in the outfield, maybe in the infield. How difficult is it and I don't necessarily know your your schedule of games and so forth, but you know, you play 3 4 games in a row at catcher then you move to the outfield. Is it a challenge to be like, man, I haven't played outfield in in a couple of days, a couple of weeks. It's it's taken me a little bit to get adjusted or are you, is it just something where, I mean, you've been playing these positions your entire life that it's, that it's not a big deal. I, I, I've always wondered about those utility players or those players that move around so much. If, you know, not getting enough reps at one position makes it difficult to, to get game action there. Right. And I think it definitely makes a difference not getting those reps. Obviously I'm probably catching hundreds of pitches a day, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's in the bullpen off machines and stuff like that. But you don't get many real reads. Even in BP, it's really not the same thing uh, in the outfield. So I would say like I'm lagging behind on reps out there, even though I played that position in college as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Played more center in college than right, which center field, you get more true reads. You can kind of just run the ball down, whereas I think in the corners, you kind of have to get better reads and maybe wait a little bit longer to see that's true flight and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a, a little bit harder of a – thing to balance um but i've been out there enough to where i'm not worried about going out there and messing something up yeah 
Thank you for making the Locked On Race podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day and stay safe, and we will talk to you soon.